0: This episode of Superboothers is sponsored by Photobooth CRM. You can't work on your business if you spend all your time stuck working in your business. PBCRM saves you time by automating things like sending instant quotes with availability checks, creating contracts and invoices, following up with leads, and keeping track of payments. Do yourself and your business a favor? Check out Photobooth CRM's 14-day free trial at photoboothcrm.com. Hello and welcome to Super Superboothers. My name is Ryan. And I'm Ismail. I just did a fabulous event. Why am I not surprised? I did several fabulous events. Nice. And I didn't go to a single one of them. Even
1: nicer. Now you're speaking my language.
0: <laughs> so I had a pretty amazing weekend. I didn't really think about work. And funny enough, someone was posting on Facebook... About an event they were at, I was like, what day is it? And I looked, I was like, oh, it's Saturday. I was like, oh, I think I have events today. Oh, they're already there. Oh, everything's fine. Like it was just, it was, I go through phases where I have a great set of employees that really kind of just know what they're supposed to do, know how to do things, know that if there is a major problem, I get a phone call. I love it when I completely forget that I have events.
1: I love it because you make fun of me for being like that but now you're you're like oh yeah look at me i didn't even know there's an event i think well, it's called being one
0: a- you <laughs> have one or two i have like eight or nine there's a difference <laughs> jesus <laughs> <Not necessarily. laughs> why do you gotta make me sound so bad but
1: i do think that that's like the the dream that people want to get to is to have a staff that's good enough reliable enough that. You kind of go do your own thing. You book the events, and it's kind of taken care of in the background. That's the life people want to live. And so. I,
0: I think that, and I go through phases when this happens. So the last time this happened to where I really, really, really didn't remember that I had events going on was probably about maybe like three years ago, where I would just kind of get in this routine of, you know, I I, I am a, not micromanaging. I'm just a little protective of the work that goes out. So. Prior to – so this was back in the day where I would have to load the events on the computers and then send them out. Um, Now I can just do it from my computer and don't even have to be there. Uh, I think that's really kind of amazing because before, that just wasn't possible even three years ago. Yeah, you definitely take that stuff for granted because
1: I remember the first time those things came out where you can like remote control things. It was amazing. But now it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. But it really it was a game changer, um, so we do take things for granted as time
0: goes on for sure. I think that it's to the point now where the set of staff that I have, like they know what they're supposed to do, they go and do their thing, they you know bring equipment back, and then that's it, and we just kind of forget about it and you know client's happy, everyone's happy so and I like that the way how now it works is my clients are really um hands off with the artwork now so they just kind of let us do what we need to do so we don't necessarily get well can i get a proof can i get a proof can i get a proof they're just not like that anymore
1: all right so a couple questions you said that you've been through this before why why'd you fall out of
0: this and what did you
1: do now to get back into more hands-off
0: sure well, this this just kind of goes with time, and I know everyone's like, "Oh, well, where do you find good employees?" I was like, "Duh, at the Good Employee Store." That's where you go. Uh, it's not that hard. I don't know why you don't have a membership there, but no, it just um, I had uh, staff leave me because they moved in maybe about, well, I guess maybe it would have been about two years ago by now, um, but even then, you know, you just kind of like go through the motions with new attendants you have new people that come around that will not stay long and they know they're not going to stay long and that's fine they don't have to stay long but there are some people that will come around that will they'll have a couple of rough starts Um, so there's generally the way how it kind of goes is I will go with someone to their first event I will set everything up and I will have them break it down and then set it up one more time So, I mean, technically it looks like we're doing it three times, but really we're doing it twice. So that way they can kind of see like, Hey, here's what's going on. This is how it has to go. This is how easy it is. This is how like any like troubleshooting things like you need to go through. Um, so what I do is I have an employee portal on my website that has like a way for them to see like, Oh, here's a checklist. Oh, here's this. Oh, here's their event report. Oh, here's everything they need to do their job effectively. Um, that way, if they do get in a rut, there's the resources there on how to fix it. I'm actually updating uh, that employee portal with videos from Loom. Um, Loom was a little app that I kind of talked about online, or not online. Uh, what was that that conference that we went to in Vegas? Um, the, the affordable yeah, x that Yeah, that one, that yeah. one, that one. So um, <laughs> what I did was I'm starting to... Do videos of like, hey, this is how you fix this. That way if they have a problem, it kind of has its own like little like support portal for them. That way they can just kind of type it in. And then if they have exhausted those things and are running out of time, yeah, then give me a call. That way they just kind of learn how to fix things themselves. So I've
1: actually done this in the past where I created training videos for staff on how to set things up. Um, It wasn't just troubleshooting. It was actually the setup and takedown. Did that work well for you? Like do
0: people find that useful? Um, yes and no. I think that back then, back then in like olden days, uh, where there was more components, there was more cords, there was more things that could go wrong. Um, yeah, I think it was a little beneficial. Um, at the same time now, I mean, now you just kind of plug it in and now it's just really like, if there's like an iPad situation and if they can't fix it, well, then I can just remote in to fix it for them, which... I would much rather have than me just have them, you know, go around in circles trying to look for like a support article, you know? Yeah. And I also did this back
1: in the day where it was a, bit, a little bit more complex. I It was kind of beneficial, but um, I, I feel like it was more of a hands-on thing. And I noticed people learned more actually doing it in person and being hands-on as opposed to watching videos. So it, it was kind of beneficial, but it didn't really solve everything. So Sure, sure, sure.
0: So this past January, um, the business world kind of lost lost a pretty big giant. Um, Herb Kelleher, the founder and chairman emeritus of Southwest Airlines, passed away. I think he was almost like the original Richard Branson. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you're a big fan of Southwest,
1: and I've actually heard some of his story. He was kind of like a renegade in the early days. When he built that company, yeah. So a lot of people really admire him.
0: Um, He just kind of did a couple of things that were just kind of not normal, and so this is this is something that um, I kind of stole. So Southwest Airlines changes out their magazines in the seats every month, and um, I stole one. Oh no. Uh, but anyways, but I wanted I – You mean, I just hurt their profit margin. Their tickets are so cheap. Whatever. Just... It's, it's free as it is. So I want – there's two things. Um, I want to read the – I'm not going to read the whole article, but I'm going to read the first part of the article just because I think it's so astounding and that we can discuss it. Um, so yes, so if you are flying Southwest Airlines, please go ahead and steal this magazine. Uh, there's an article entitled Forever Herb. The most famous only Herb Kelleher would do that story starts in the marketing department. Southwest Airlines introduced the slogan, Just Plain Smart, in the early 1990s. After Southwest used it for a year or so, officials from Stevens Aviation, an aircraft sales and maintenance company in South Carolina, protested that they had already been using Plain Smart. A lawsuit seemed imminent, but instead of ducking it out in the courtroom – Herb and Stevens chairman Kurt Erwald came up with a novel solution, an arm wrestling competition for the rights to the slogan. As Southwest chairman and president and CEO, Herb rented out an arena and gave employees time off so they could attend and turned the entire event into a lowbrow, high comedy showdown worthy of professional wrestlers who joined him in the ring. Southwest's PR department chronicled Herb's training before the match. He did off-rhythm jumping jacks alongside employees during their best not to laugh, curled a barbell made out of empty bottles of whiskey, and summited a flight of steps as if it were Mount Everest. When the fateful day arrived, Smoke and Herb Kelleher did a battle with Killer Kurt Orwalt in the Malice in Dallas. Wearing a white boxing robe and red athletic shorts over gray sweatpants, Herb strutted into the ring, a cigarette dangled from his lips. Flight attendants dressed as cheerleaders chanted his name. His arm in a sling, Herb claimed to have heard it in (laughs) rescuing a child from traffic on the way to the arena. He read a faux proclamation from then-Texas Supreme Court Justice John Cornyn demanding that Herb be replaced by a former Texas arm wrestling champion, and on and on. When it was over, Herb World won the best of three competition and then said Southwest Airlines could use a slogan after all. The companies raised $15,000 for charity, and both companies got more publicity than they could ever have imagined. Herb's reputation as a masterful and unconventional leader soared. Even President George H.W. Bush sent Herb a letter declaring the whole shebang just plain terrific. That incident encapsulates what made Herb an icon. It was a little bit crazy and a little bit brilliant and totally Herb. Southwest's founder, who died on January 3rd, he would have turned 88 on March 12th, led the company from an ID on a cocktail napkin to the largest carrier in America, and passengers served by combining an ingenious business mind with an unending desire to treat people well and a refusal to take himself or life too seriously. Isn't that freaking amazing?
1: You're right. He does remind me of Richard Branson with that whole
0: marketing. Yeah, like he turned something know. that could have been pointless and expensive and just, it just, you know, but I also don't think that you could do something like that in today's day and age. Wow. I
1: can't think of any examples of that recently, but I don't see why you someone you could say that no one can ever do that now. Maybe it's harder. But it's really a credit to him though, because it turned it into a potential lawsuit going back and forth into a win win for everybody. Charities won as well. It was a win-win win. Yeah, everybody won. So yeah, you know, what I'm thinking about even LeBron James when he announced that he was going to Miami, even though it was for charity, for kids, he did a TV show, it still was looked at poorly. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's harder to do that nowadays.
0: Anyways, um, there's another interview that I would like to play. Take a listen.
2: Great to see you, Chief. Nice looking shirt there. Fantastic shirt. Boy, you have good taste. <laughs> I'm a natural at this. Yeah, me too. Allow me to take the first card since it has my name on it. I know everybody wants to know, if you said, if you don't change, you die. I know you did. I did. But how do you respond to employees concerned about change? Well, when I talk to employees about change, what I tell them basically is that message. If things change faster outside your company than they change inside your company, you've got something to worry about. You know, what we're talking about here is your future. If we don't change, you won't have one. Uh, What will never change, in your opinion, about Southwest Airlines and how it's run? The strength of Southwest Airlines is its people. The the essence of our people's strength is the culture. And certainly Southwest enjoys a culture of people who enjoy what they do, They work very hard to be the very best in the world at it and have a long track record of accomplishing that. As change happens, I think they work very hard to make sure that we continue to serve our customers uh, very, very well. I think even if we wanted our employees to stop (laughs) serving our customers, I just don't think that they can do that. So it's in their hearts. It is in their hearts. Uh, What does leadership mean to you, Gary. It was the leaders that I really appreciated the most are the ones that convinced me that they cared about me right. as an individual. And you just have such a gift uh, for doing that because you do genuinely care uh, about people. Thank you. So there's, it means a number of things, but uh, mostly to me, I think it just means caring about uh, people.
0: That's just awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean he talked about a few important things there. I I thought the point about changing inside your company faster than things change outside your company was a great point.
0: Think about that on so many levels. Like if things are changing outside, that means they're changing with other companies, which means you're not keeping up.
1: Yeah. Well, it also reminds me because he talked about what won't change, and it reminds me of Jeff Bezos when he started at Amazon. He – he like wrote in a letter to shareholders that the things that will never change about Amazon is the focus on customer service and the focus on um, quicker deliveries and cheaper products. Because he felt that no matter what happens in the future, even in 100, 200, 300 years, people want better service, quicker delivery, and cheaper products. So if he focuses company on that. Even though other things may change, they build out Prime, they do video, they do drones, they do AWS, they do all these things. Those Buy three, Whole
0: Foods. <laughs> yeah,
1: those three things don't change. So it's important for us to think about that as well. What are the core things about your company that you just will never compromise, even though it's an evolving industry?
0: you know something that kind of has really always resonated with me is taking care of the people that take care of you like i recognize that my employees like take care of things so i really don't have to and they realize like this is their job this is what they're supposed to do that's not what i'm supposed to do and the there have been several employees that i've had that if we're loading a vehicle they won't let me touch anything they're like no this is not your job you go do whatever it is you need to do this is what i do and they're very, like, um, n- not protective of it, but, I mean, maybe a little bit. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, I mean, he, he mentioned about the importance of caring
1: about your people. And it, it, that sounds very generic, but I feel like it's not that difficult to do that. If you, it's, It can be as simple as talking to the – I like to find out what makes people tick. And I think we've talked about this before. Some people are motivated by money. Yeah. Some people are motivated by other stuff. Find out what people's goals and ambitions are um, and see if you can support them because if you support them in the things that are really important to them, they're more willing to go the extra mile for you. It's not always about just money. Everyone's talking about how much do you pay per hour? How much do you pay your employees? If you pay them like in a fair range,
0: the other things matter way more. For sure. Like there are so many times where, I I mean, I haven't made this mistake in a while. At least I hope I haven't, but Whenever I was doing flowers, there were times where I would get so busy that I would forget to say thank you. And my staff knew that it was just because, like, literally there was so much happening. Like, I mean, it was just an insane amount of busy happening. And, you know, we would go out to dinner every now and then where I would say thank you. You know, I know I don't say enough, and I just want them to know that I appreciate them and know that none of this could happen without them.
1: Yeah, I mean the tough thing is that we're in an industry where it seems like generally there's a lot of turnover. Like it's it's harder to keep people for years in in uh, these roles than it appears to be the norm. There are some companies that do it, and it reminds me of people that I know in different industries that I've seen. Like I know this contractor, he took someone under his wing, and he trained him and taught him the business, and it was his top employee ever. And after a few years, this employee decided to leave and branch out on his own. Now, a lot of people would take that the wrong way and be offended, but what stood out to me is that this contractor supported him because he knew that this person, that was his dream. And by supporting him, now he has another subcontractor to give work to. Sure. And they both benefit. As opposed to what most people do is they get upset and they start arguing with them and they'll look at what I did for you and you're gonna leave me, and that's a no-win situation. So I think if you genuinely care about people, you genuinely try to help them and what's important to them, it ends up being beneficial yeah, I to everybody. Think
0: we've kind of all been there at some point or another. Where I mean, I I I certainly have had that happen to me, and you know, I think that, and it's happened to friends of mine. And they're like, "Well, don't you worry?" I was like, "No, I got, they really can't. They don't do what I do. Like, they don't understand everything that it takes." to make like whatever it is like your particular style is or your particular aesthetic is or anything like that like you that is you that's inherently you and you are always changing and you can always create something new some people just don't have that some people think that it's just mass and I think I go like I revert to flowers with this just because it just kind of it happens more with that um at the same time everyone that's been with me right now has been with me for the shortest is a year, and then everyone else is over three. Um, so I really don't think that. I don't know why people have such a problem with high turnover. Well, like it, I, like it baffles me. Like I don't know why. Well, what's worked for
1: you? Have you seen any commonalities? Like if people are staying for a while with you, what is it about them? Like what are you doing? What's the commonalities between them that people can learn from? Because I've had I've had high turnover, and I've tried different things
0: yeah I really i mean I kind of haven't i mean anyone that has left me is because of like you know family and life getting in the way, not like you know anything like detrimental i I guess I'm lucky that everyone stays with me um i guess maybe I'm not that much of a never mind uh-
1: <laughs> is is there is there anything in common between your employees like are they all they have other jobs, or they're doing this full time. Is there anything that you see as a commonality?
0: Um, you know, I've had—don't get me wrong—I've had several employees that have been around for you know a week or a couple of months or so, um, and those kind of go out you know pretty quick, and you can kind of tell pretty quickly whether or not someone wants to deal with it or not. Um, funny enough, I had an employee who will not listen to this, so I don't have to worry about it. Um, However, he was, he just went through a breakup and he had a, he was going to school and he was like, oh, well, you know, I'll do any wedding. Like I'll do like all this work. He's like, I just don't want to be at home alone. Like I'm getting too depressed. Like it was just, it was, it was, it was kind of sad. I was like, okay, like here, go do work. So, He was doing all these events. He went to this wedding, found this girl, magically fell in love with her, and I had no more employee. Happy ending for him? Sad ending for you? Um, Well, no. So this went pretty nasty pretty quickly. So he, he texted me. I'm in a different city. And he texted me, he's like, hey, I can't do this event tonight. I was like, so that's the thing for me is if you cancel the date of the event, you're done. I will never work with you ever again. I just don't play that game. That does not, that does not go well with me. Um, I mean, you better be on a gurney with like your leg cut off for anything to, for it to get past me. Um, So yeah, so I got this text message and I was like, well, can you bring the booth? He's like, no, I can't. I was like, well, Can I have someone go out there to get it? And he's like, yeah, you can do that. So I had someone go track it down. Meanwhile, I get a little alert on my phone from Snapchat. Checked his story, and he was out having a blast with his new girlfriend.
1: Wow. That would get me
0: so angry. I was beyond furious. And funny enough, I knew knew his dad. So I just started screenshotting and sent it to him and then never really thought about it ever again. But (laughs) – you, you know what's funny
1: is while you were telling the story, before you got to that part with Snapchat, I was thinking about an employee that I had that did the same thing. They called out the last day, and then on Facebook, I see that they're tweet, live-tweeting the Oscars or whatever it was at that time. And I'm like, you know, what, how stupid are What kind like, of gay employee? <laughs> don't, you know, don't you know that we're connected on social media? Like, really? That's how stupid – that to me is either stupidity or they just really don't care. And you're right. Once that happens once, you got to cut them off. Yeah, it's
0: just, there's just not coming it, back you let that go, yeah,
1: yeah. All right, so before we wrap up, why, what was it about the CEO of Southwest that, like, why'd you want to talk about him so bad? I know you fly with them all
0: the time. You love them.
1: You know, what- I just,
0: I just think that you have customers that are fanatical about Southwest. You have employees that are fanatical about Southwest. Like, that really is like the lightning in a bottle situation. I mean, yes, I'm sure that there are absolutely, you know, cases where, oh my God, I hate Southwest. I'm never going to fly with them ever again, blah, blah, I get it. But for the most part, everyone has a favorable experience to where you're, you know, keep coming back kind of thing. Southwest, I believe in the U.S., has probably the best rewards program to where if you fly 100 flights in a year, you achieve companion pass status where – It's literally a buy one, get one. So every flight you purchase, someone else can fly with you for free for a year. No one else does that. See, I tried Southwest. I didn't really like it. but That's just me. Well, see, Southwest doesn't work for you because you're out of New York. Exactly. You're by by the hub. For me, the hub here is JetBlue. Southwest Airlines started with San Antonio, Houston, and Dallas. That was the route. That's how y'all – (laughs) Y'all, <laughs> that's how, you know, that's how we went and, you know, just kind of expanded from there. They're actually flying to Hawaii now. Oh, nice. Out of LA for super cheap.
1: I also didn't like how they board planes. Like there's no assigned seats. It's just kind of weird. No, it's kind of weird.
0: It's a bus. It's a bus and it works for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I remember because there was one time where you flew out of Dallas the last time we did our event last year and you <laughs> – and you're like, oh, we'll just check in at the airport. I was like, no, you're not going to check in at the airport. You have to do it on your phone right now. Yeah. And you got like C24, which is like death. I mean, gosh, they might as well put you in the cargo hold.
1: That's the thing, though. It's so different than how other airlines operate that, I mean, I didn't really know. I didn't know any better. So thank you for letting me know in advance. Not, I got stuck in the back. <laughs>